But here's where it gets good because that, that's not the end. There's a, a future reality beyond all of them. Because what we're, what we're really hoping for, what we're really waiting for isn't just heaven. What we're really waiting for is a whole new creation. And Easter is the perfect time for this to just blow our minds. Because Jesus' body, it didn't stay dead in the grave. Neither will ours. On Judgment Day, Jesus is going to raise those bodies. And soul and body will be reunited. It's going to be new, it's going to be glorious, it's going to be amazing. But those bodies, they're not going to go up to live in some sort of spiritual mist. They're going to live in a real world. The following is a sermon from Peace Lutheran, a church located in downtown Aiken, South Carolina. For more information and for more content, go to peaceinaiken.com. In our sermon series, we've been going through the book of Revelation. And this morning, we get a vision from John. John sees something completely new. It's absolutely beautiful. We read from Revelation chapter 21. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and he will dwell with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. He who is seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. Then he said, write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. He said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give water without cost from the spring of the water of life. Those who are victorious will inherit all this, and I will be their God, and they will be my children. This is the word of the Lord. This morning, we're going to talk about heaven. I don't think anyone will be opposed if we focus our attention on heaven this morning, will they? No. (laughs) It's it's exciting. It's fun to talk about heaven. And we're going we're gonna to spend all of eternity there, so I think, it's, I think it's worth knowing a thing or two about what heaven is going to be like. I think there's, there's some uncertainty, some misconceptions about it. So this morning, we're going we're gonna to talk about heaven. And I think, I think we can do better than just say, well, we'll just have to wait and see once we get there, right? Let's find out right now what God tells us about heaven. To talk about 
what heaven is, we're going to talk about what heaven isn't. And I've got three for you. Here's the first one. Heaven isn't spiritual fantasy. You know, if you were to right now do a Google image search of the word heaven, do you know what you'd be looking at? Blue sky, white clouds, maybe this misty staircase. I mean, what, those, that's just pictures of thin air. It's, it's pictures of nothing. Is that, what, is that what heaven's going to be like? We're just going to be sort of floating around like, like angels in some sort of spiritual mist, some sort of spiritual ether? Why, why do we have that picture stuck in our minds? Maybe because we don't really have a good idea of what heaven is. So let's talk about it. Let's talk as clearly as we can about what happens the moment a believer takes their last breath on this earth. What happens is their body dies, but their soul lives with Jesus in heaven. Their body dies and goes into the ground, begins decaying almost immediately, but the soul lives with Jesus in heaven. But here's where it gets good, because that, that's not the end. There's a future reality beyond all of that. Because what we're, what we're really hoping for, what we're really waiting for isn't just heaven. What we're really waiting for is a whole new creation. And Easter is the perfect time for this to just blow our minds. Because Jesus' body, he didn't stay dead in the grave. And neither will ours. On Judgment Day, Jesus is going to raise those bodies. And soul and body will be reunited. It's going to be new. It's going to be glorious. It's going to be amazing. But those bodies, they're not going to go up to live in some sort of spiritual mist. They're going to live in a real world. That's what John sees in his vision. He doesn't see spiritual mist and clouds. What he sees is a new heaven and a new earth. A new earth to walk on. A new new sky to marvel at. Green grass to lie down in and, and a blue sky to fly a kite. As real as real can be. And what about what about the old creation? What about the earth we're living on right now? It's gone. Passed away. But John doesn't seem, he doesn't seem too bothered by that, does he? He's not worried about it. He's not frantically searching, where did the old creation go? Because Jesus told him, this earth, this heaven, it would pass away. This world could never be the eternal home for God's people. And so that's the first one. Heaven isn't spiritual fantasy. It's a real world. Here's number two. Heaven isn't living with sin. Because heaven is perfect. But perfection can be a little hard to talk about because we've never experienced perfection, have we? So let me see if this helps us think about perfection. I know the the masters are a couple weeks behind us. But you know how I heard people talk about Augusta National? They say it's perfect, yes. 
But they, they say something more than that. They say that the fairways are perfect, the greens are perfect. But they describe it by saying what's not there. You know, those fair, fairways, there's not a single weed. There's not a single pine cone, let alone a needle of pine straw laying. It's just, it's perfect. That's what perfection is. Sometimes it helps us think by, of perfection by what's not there. And that's how heaven is really described in John's vision, by what's not there. Heaven, if you can even imagine, it's a world without death, or mourning, or crying, or pain. Because that's, that's the old order of things, the old order of things that has passed away. Paper cuts and prescriptions, all those things are gone. Misdiagnosis and miscarriage, a thing of the past. Car crashes, chemotherapy, tears of loss, years of crying, all of those things are gone. Passed away because that's the old order of things. And what's placed before John's eyes is something totally new. John sees it coming down from the sky. He sees this holy city, the new Jerusalem, and it's, it's so beautiful. It, it takes his breath away. It's like, it's like a bride walking down the aisle. You know, everyone in the church stands up, faces the bride, all eyes on her and her beauty, her, her radiant smile, her flowing dress, her sparkling jewelry. I've got to imagine John is seeing this all, and he's just... He's just standing there speechless. You know, his jaw is on the ground. It's almost like, like an angel has to wave a hand in front of John and, and, and point to what he's actually looking at. You know, sort of wake him up. This, this angel tells John, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and he will dwell with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them. And be their God. Look with John at that city. Gaze at its beauty. Because what you're looking at is not just, it's not skyscrapers and beautiful architecture. What you're looking at is believers. Believers who are living with God. They're living with God in all of his splendor, all of his glory, all of his holiness. And they're not falling over dead. They're doing life with God, just how God intended it to be. They're looking at God face to face. They're hugging God chest to chest. They're sitting down and, and having a conversation with God like, like two old friends catching up. That's the second one. Heaven isn't living with sin. It's living with God. And here's number three. Heaven isn't too good to be true. If I were John seeing all of this, I might think it's too good to be true. You know, like one of those dreams where it's just, it's so amazing, it's, it's you know you must be sleeping, so then you wake up, dream's over. But the dream keeps going. The vision doesn't stop. John's looking at all of this. He's looking at heaven. 
And then he hears a familiar voice. The voice of Jesus. Jesus, the risen Lord, calls out to John and says, I am making everything new. And that's how we know it's not too good to be true because Jesus is the one promising this. Jesus alone can make this promise to make everything new. Do you know the the story of King Midas? You remember that story? Everything King Midas touched turned to gold. We all know that a story like that is too good to be true. It's a myth, it's a fable. But there's another king, King Messiah. And everything he touches, he makes new. He touches a sinful heart and makes it new. He touches a sinful, old creation and makes it entirely new. He, takes, he touches a dead body that's been lying in the grave. It's nothing but dust and bones. He touches that and makes it new and makes it glorious. Heaven isn't too good to be true. Because in fact, what heaven is, is it's yours. That same voice that called out to John is calling out to you. The voice of Jesus, the risen Lord. And he's telling you, you are an heir of this inheritance. All of it. These these words from Jesus, they they are trustworthy. And they are true. Jesus alone can make these promises. He he is the one who said he was going to die and come back to life. And right now, the Lord is living. And this Lord who is alive loves everything about life. He loves taking a sinner who is dead in sin and making them alive again. He loves living life with his children He loves blessing the lives of his children, both in this world and in the world to come. Because even though this world is all going to pass away, Jesus never will. Did you hear what he said in the vision? I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last. Jesus will never pass away. Jesus is the only one who can make everything new. Jesus is the one who makes this this heavenly reality your reality. So we've, we've talked about what heaven isn't. Heaven isn't spiritual fantasy. Heaven isn't living with sin, and it's certainly not too good to be true. Because what heaven is, is a real world. Living with God and it's yours. I want to leave you with two applications. Two encouragements for your life right now. And Here's the first one. Live wisely with what's passing away. Don't forget that you live in a real world right now. You're living a real life right now. A Christian's life isn't just a spiritual one because... God has blessed us both spiritually and physically. He has given us abundant blessings, physical, material things. 
things that will one day pass away. So how are we going to live with those blessings? Live wisely. Living wisely means using our blessings, not just, not just holding on to them. You know, all the, all the wood that's out in the shop or the, the paint supplies that are in the closet, the old bikes that are in the garage, are those just, those just sitting there? Why not, why not use them before they pass away? Why not enjoy them? Why not build something new? Paint a picture you've always wanted to paint. Or here's one. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to combine a lot of blessings all into one. How about you, you take that bike that's hanging up in the garage, go out for a ride this afternoon. Go and enjoy the beautiful creation that God has given you. Take care of the body that God has given you. And on top of all of that, how about do it with a friend? Because that way, what you're doing is you're compounding these blessings. You're not just investing in yourself, but you're investing in your health and other people. In, in amazement at God's beautiful creation. That's living wisely. Living wisely also means spending our money wisely. Because when we know that we have an eternal inheritance waiting for us, it really does change the way we spend our money right now. It's, it's not just for our pockets, but it is also for the poor. It's, it's to bless other people both physically and spiritually. Did you know that a portion of the offering that we gather here at church goes to the wells? The Wisconsin Synod, our church body. And that money goes to building more churches like the one we're in this morning. Training more pastors. So even though money is passing away, it can have an eternal impact on someone. An impact on someone else's eternity. Living wisely with what's passed. Here's the second application. Get lost in the world that's coming your way. We're, we're living in a real world right now. But that doesn't mean that we can just forget about the world that's coming our way. I think it's easy to do. I mean, when was the last time before this morning that you really spent an honest amount of time thinking about what heaven's going to be. I'll be honest, it's, it's probably not enough for me. We can be so hopeless. We can, we can get stuck here on this world. We can let all those realities like, like death and mourning and, and crying and pain, all those things just weigh us down so that we get stuck here and we lose sight of the world that is to come. shakes us loose from all of that sin, that guilt of sin that weighs heavy on our hearts. And it grounds us in the forgiveness of sins. It shakes us loose from this world of sin and opens our eyes to that world that's coming our way. And that does change the way that we live right now. 
Because Christians don't live a life of fear. We live a life of courage, a life of confidence, because we see a life that never stops. We don't have to worry about, am I going to live another 14 years? Am I going to live another four years or another four weeks? We see a life that never stops. We see a Savior that never stops living with us and living for us and blessing us. We see a world, a real world, that will never stop giving us eternal joy. And it's okay to get lost in that very real world. Get lost thinking about what it's going to be like to plant a garden without any weeds. What will that be like? A garden with perfect tomato plants. Get lost thinking about what it's going to be to live in a body without any pain. To live in a world where you never get that phone call. You never have to plan that funeral. Get lost thinking about all the people that you want to meet up again with in heaven. Those family members, those friends. Get lost thinking about the the very real people from the Bible that you want to meet. Do you want to talk to Moses and ask him, what in the world was it like to walk through the Red Sea? Could you really see fish swimming right there? Get lost thinking, do you want to to meet Ruth and Naomi? David? The criminal hanging next to Jesus on the cross? The possibilities are endless. Get lost thinking about that world that's coming your way. Because the possibilities really are endless. Or I should say, the realities are endless. Because if heaven is one thing, it's real. And it's yours. Amen. Let's pray. Dear Lord, you alone can make everything new. We long for the new heaven and the new earth, where we will live with you forever. Fill our hearts with excitement for the day we will see you, face to face. Amen.